you are listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Noby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes premiere every other Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the eighth episode of season four of the Inclusion Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Novi Craven. I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we'll be talking with athlete leader Amanda Hara Newth, athlete leader from Northern California. Welcome all to the Inclusion Revolution Podcast. We're so, so excited to have you here today. Without the dedication and bravery of our athletes, Special Olympics would not have the impact it has today. Not only are they leaders on the field of play, but athletes are also leaders across the inclusion movement. The voices of our athletes all over the globe deserve the same platform and audience. Amanda, why did you get involved with Special Olympics and do you play any sports? Hey, Novi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So the reason why I got involved with Special Olympics, it's um, kind of, I, I guess, not, not funny, but, but I guess maybe it is. Long story short, I was diagnosed with retinopathy of prematurity. And for those people out there who aren't medical experts like myself, it just means that my retina is prone to detaching and it is, you know, a potentially blinding disease. Long story short, my retina detached in 2018. I had surgery to reattach it, but emotionally I was feeling pretty depressed. So my mom saw an ad in our local newspaper for a track meet at the local high school for the Special Olympics. And I didn't want to go at first. And I was like, I don't feel like it. But then my mom was like, come on, you, you need to go. So I ended up going to watch um, the athletes at the local high school and they were running track and field. But that's not what stood out to me. What stood out to me most was the athlete who got to recite the Special Olympics oath. And my, my heart opened and I said, this is why I want to join Special Olympics not necessarily for the athletic component, but I want to do what that athlete is doing. I want to speak. Of course, at that time, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't know how you got involved in leadership. I thought it was just about sports. I didn't know that you could um, speak on a regular basis. At that time, I was, I was 28, very, very new to the organization, but I did my research, found out that Special Olympics was started in 68 by Eunice Kennedy Shriver. And that was amazing. I was like, a woman started this. A woman started the Special Olympics. That is amazing. I want to get more involved. And I was very anxious as my application was being processed. I thought it was taking too long. I said, I want to get involved now. How do I do this? Awesome. Wow, that's definitely amazing. You know, big props to Eunice Kennedy Stryker because without 
her, you know, but sometimes would never exist. And I think definitely that, you know, her son, Tim, Tim Jarrett, really carrying, you know, all, a lot, you know, carrying her legacy and, you know, allowing us the athletes to show, you know, her that everybody can do anything, you know, and that, right. we, that we, that we carry ourselves and definitely, you know, all, everybody in Special Olympics is very competitive. Um, right. And right. you know, I, it's just amazing to see how when you see somebody, you automatically put a smile on the face. I can say that I definitely, when I was active, I uh, participated in bowling as well as bocce ball. Both of those were hard, even though those were, you know, known as your, your soft core sports. And those are known as I low to no stress environment with those sports, because you're literally just standing there and your arms are doing all the work, but it's difficult when you have low to, to no <laughs> vision. So I, when, when I was active, I worked very, very hard for the medals that I received. I received, you know, uh, what is it? Five. It was, it was difficult for me. I would come home from practice stressed out. <laughs> like seriously, like I can't do this. I can't throw the, I can't hit pins and I can't, uh, you know, see the Polina well enough to, to throw the ball in the right direction. So the athletic part of it was difficult. However, the leadership part of it, that is where I fell in love. What is it like being an athlete, an athlete leader, a global, global messenger, and a health messenger for Special Olympics in Northern California? It's, it's lovely. It's, it's absolutely lovely. And I have, you know, such a, a love um, for, for the athlete leadership program and the work that I've been able to do through the program. And I would say that I remember my training for the athlete leadership program better than I remember winning any type of medal for any competition. And I'll never forget the moment where Tyler, who's um, the head of the athlete leadership program for Northern California, um, he and my mom got a chance to, to speak at uh, my, my bowling competition back in 2019. And on the, the way home, my mom said, I can see it now, you and Tyler are gonna end up working together. And at that time I was like, yeah, okay, okay, mom. I hadn't gotten any gold medals yet. So I was like, yeah, okay, mom. I just want to get my gold medal. And, you know, honestly, we'll see what happens. I put it out of my mind. But mom, shout out to you. You were absolutely right. <laughs> I love working with Tyler and Amanda and the rest of the staff on um, leadership. We just had our um, athlete leadership summit probably about three weeks ago. And it was in person as well as virtual. I was very, very sad that I could not join in person. My parents had to work. But um, yeah, leadership is, is where my heart is. It's where I fell in love. And it's where I will continue to be. So Awesome. How, how important is that best athlete take on the leadership role? Now, my opinion is really, really biased. <laughs> But I would say incredibly important because leadership roles, um, to me, this is what gives us um, our voice. And I know the eventual goal of the Special Olympics movement 
is to be a completely athlete run organization. I support that. I love that idea. Um, but, but for now, my, my, um, my, my love and my thanks goes out to having wonderfully supportive coaches and staff and those individuals who really love partnering with Special Olympics athletes to do the work um, that we were designed to do. I, I referenced um, Tyler and Amanda earlier. I love partnering with them because it's never an issue of, well, Amanda, we want you to do A, B, and C. No, we, we work together. I love being able to be creative with both Tyler, Amanda, Tony, the rest of the team, because it, it doesn't just give me a voice. It helps me to maintain my voice and it helps me to maintain a sense of joy. So leadership, very, very important. If it was up to me, I believe that everybody, every, every, athlete within the Special Olympics should try leadership. It doesn't necessarily have to be public speaking. It can be, you know, roles from, you know, be, becoming a coach. I mean, that's still still leadership. It can be, um, you know, conducting the hydration stations at competitions. It can be leading a workout. There are so many varieties of things that we can do within the leadership role. It doesn't necessarily have to do anything with being the poster child of um, your, your respective state, Providence, country, what have you. How have you used poetry to spread the message of inclusion? Yeah, so um, this was, this is going back to when I started um, athlete leadership. This was probably about a month or so after I completed the course. I completed it in July of 2019, and I was... Um, texting Tyler and I was like, hey, I just wrote this really cool poem called, um, excuse me, Northern California Pride. And it's it's all about empowerment for uh, our Special Olympics athletes. And can, can we literally get this poem printed out on like a t-shirt or something? And he said, We'll, we'll see what we can, we'll see what we can do, but this is a really great poem. So for me, that kind of got the ball rolling with, uh, well, I'm not really an athlete. I know you guys will figure that out sometime later. I'm more of a poet. Um, and this, this, this brilliant poem, uh, Northern California Pride goes a little bit like this. To the Northern California Special Olympics rise, we athletes have won the prize. Not just in silver and gold, our stories have been told. Stories of defeat and discrimination, stories of difficult situations. The sports we play with so much heart. At the start of each tournament, we have these words in our hearts. Let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. So athletes, let us have pride for all we have overcome. You do not need a medal to know that you are number one. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for that impromptu performance. I apologize. No worries at all. That was, just, I'm just sitting here like, that needs to be on a t-shirt, Tyler. That definitely needs to be on a t-shirt, Tyler. 
I back her up 100%. That definitely needs to be in a t-shirt or something. What does the future of Special Olympics look like to you? Yeah, um, I, I think we we talked about it a little um, uh, just just a little bit ago. Where you know we we push for the Special Olympics to be an athlete led organization. I I think we can do it. I think we can do it because it is um, dismantling stereotypes that those of us with intellectual disabilities can't do anything. That is completely untrue. We have so many brilliant athletes. And, and mind you that in order to join the Special Olympics, we all need to have some type of documented intellectual disability in order for this to work. So I believe that we, we can do this. We have a heart and a soul to rise up and say, hey, if you guys are willing to take something as wonderful as the Paralympics, um, as serious as you guys do, then we should all be willing to take the Special Olympics seriously as well. Because it's, to me anyway, it's not about just the hugs and the high fives. We hear about that all the time. Oh, well, everybody gets a medal, as I stated earlier. Well, no, that's that's not true. You know, we, we do the best that we can. But I think that those of us with intellectual disabilities, we are completely capable of fostering this movement forward for the Special Olympics. We can do this. In a few words, can you answer the question? What does inclusion mean to you? All of us together. All of us together. It doesn't matter your ethnicity. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter, you know, sexual orientation. Inclusion. All of us together. And that, to me, just doesn't stem for persons with disabilities. Everybody, as I just mentioned, all of us together, all of us um, standing up for something that we believe in. In this, this case of the Special Olympics, it's discrimination. It's dismantling this idea that just because we meet certain IQ requirements that we um, are lumped into a box. But I believe that inclusion means include everybody. And I think that this is a practice that should not just be for Special Olympics or those with intellectual disabilities. It should be for everybody because believe it or not, we are not just ex excluded for disabilities. We are excluded by you know, identifying for a certain gender. We're excluded for our ethnicity where you have some clubs that will, you know, exclude you if you're in a certain weight classification. It, it goes, it goes on and on where we have exclusion all throughout the world. But what we really need is inclusion for everybody. Wow. Cannot, this, this, definitely those, I, I'm speechless right now. Thank you for joining the Inclusion Revolution podcast. Your tireless work is beyond inspiring. So I'm so excited I got to be part of elevating your voices today. People need to hear your stories and the amazing work you accomplished. I cannot thank you enough, Amanda, for 
sitting down and talking to me about what athlete leadership is. Thank you for listening to Inclusion Revolution Radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.